0: The views and opinions
1: expressed in the Golden Boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another episode of HBCU Hour. It's your boy, Poo Bell. Got my man, Aunt Petty Murphy. And uh, we live. Like, for real, for real live. Like, in person. In person. We live.
2: Like this was the second time ever this done happened?
1: Second time ever. And it happened at the same place. Shout out to the Content Factory. Yes, sir. For hosting us again, live in Birmingham, Alabama. Getting ready for the SWAC Media Day 2023.
2: Day. Yes, sir. It's a... Uh... Look a little different this year.
1: A lot different. Uh people been complaining about uh <laughs> what what the set gonna look like.
2: Set go up this year though. Yeah, it do. I think
1: uh uh the set they got the the, the set right. No more people I don't think gonna be up there though.
2: There's a few people missing, yeah. Yeah, notably um <clears throat> never mind, we'll get that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But uh
1: look, I just say it, it looks better. It looks nice. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow, seeing who who all will be in the building and who won't be in the building. There we go. We'll, we'll, we'll go there, too. Uh, but we got special guests tonight. Uh, we got, uh, I guess, you can, I don't, I don't, do we say OGs? Is that disrespectful
2: to say OGs? I mean, no, nah, because that's what they are. You know, they paved the way for people like us. There you go. There you go.
1: Well, we got some OGs in the building. Gonna help us out tonight. Uh, want to send a shout out to the chat, man. Uh, Craig Hall, listen, he's been talking about Texas Southern for so long. Listen, it's him. <laughs> it is him. Texas Southern is him. He, I'm talking about, he didn't been on air show and told everybody, Don't you dare disrespect Texas yeah, Southern.
2: Yeah, he been repping hard, man. He's been repping hard. Chuck yeah. Tuck in the building. What's Tuck
1: up, Tuck? Said, Tuck said, Where y'all at? Listen, Tuck, I sat there, I fought, I tried to get you a table.
2: Where we at? It's right here. Yeah, that's where we that's at. where we at.
1: We tried to get you a table Tuck. You was not to be found. I'm talking about we put out all kinds of uh, uh APBs out. Uh I call I call I, I wouldn't say your boss, I ain't gonna say your boss, but I called your <laughs> homeboy. Um and he said uh your boss's supposed to be <laughs> he's so petty. He said Tuck's supposed to be there. I said, I don't know what Tuck at. He ain't here, he ain't showed up, so I snitched on you. Uh he said, Oh no invite. I you uh, there was
2: plenty of invitation, you know. Y'all decided to be somewhere else,
1: yeah. Uh, what's good? Got Dave in the building. Hey, listen, blue blood,
2: My blue, blue, blood. blue in the building. What up, Zach? <laughs> he said big time, <laughs>
1: yeah, man. I'm telling I'm you, trying listen. to be
2: like you, Zach. That's all.
1: I'm telling you, if you're in the Birmingham area, please do come down to uh, Content Factory, get in touch with those guys, definitely do a great job, top notch uh, service, make you feel welcome. Um. Uh, Make sure that your stream is how you want it to be,
2: how you want it to look for you. Top-notch service, the hospitality on point. They got the best equipment that you, I mean, they got everything you need, man. Everything you need. Everything you need. All
1: right. We got to make sure they that check. Clip, yeah, that
2: yeah, the commercial over with now. So All there. right. Make sure they
1: check. Clip. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get started, man. We got, uh like I said, we got special guests in the building. Uh, Y'all know what we got to do first. Uh, Shout out to our sponsors over at BetOnline. BetOnline.ag.
2: We'll be back in one minute.
1: BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to welcome to HBCU Hour co host of Dr. Cavill's HB Inside the Sports Lab with Dr. Cavill, Mr. Mike Washington. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to. Oh, let me get. Let me get it. There we go. Welcome <laughs> to HBCU. Hour. How you doing tonight?
0: Oh, pretty good. And how you brothers doing?
1: Good. Hold on, we got yeah. a little delay. Hold on, we got. We're here. We're here. Oh, you Ain't doing. Don't worry about it. Here we go.
2: (laughs) There we go. There we go. go. Get you a little bit of applause. There we
1: go. Appreciate it. That's our hey, hey. Like I said, content factor got your back. But uh, how you doing, Mr. Mike?
0: I'm good. I'm excited. I'm excited. We two, three weeks out. Action's about to kick up. We about Media Day's about to kick it off. I'm really excited. A lot of smack talking going across the the social media waves, as you Mm know. A lot of stuff happening. A lot of folks leaving, going. Now it's time to put the pads on and see what what it do.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of folks leaving, a lot of folks going. That ain't even – I mean, we're talking about today. Folks leaving and folks going, Uh you know. Uh Oh, Prayer View, Prayer View, welcome. Prayer, Prayer View got folks coming and people got folks leaving. I mean, this this early to the season, Mister Mike. What, like, what y'all? Is it just the the timing was just right, or is it something that's been in
0: the works for a little while? No, I think if you look deep inside, man, that stuff's been in the works, and I think it just now gets publicized. But I think that's that stuff that's there's deep rooted stuff that's happening behind the scenes. So, what you see now is stuff that probably started 30 to 60 days ago. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: Do we you want to tell the people what we're talking about? Matter of fact, hold on.
2: Matter of fact, go,
0: go
1: ahead. On, hold on. Let me, let's, we, before we go there, I also want to welcome back to HBCU Hour none other than the GOAT. The General, the GOAT himself, there Dr. Caville. Thank you for joining us. The Matador.
2: What up, Doc? How you doing? Hey, you muted too,
3: Doc. Good to be here. I, I see y'all see brother, Doc. fellow road dog, Big Mike. I'm going to let yeah. everybody oh, yes, know sir. I'm not responsible for what goes on this show. Mike <laughs> for the fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. It is Alpha the National Week uh, in terms of our convention. And so I'm not responsible for what he says, what he does. He's part of the 1876 Sports and Culture podcast and the team of folks that I put together. So I'm sure he lets you know all that. But I just want to let you know everything you see in me on the show is his fault. Blame it on Mike. <laughs> I, you know
1: what? Dr. I was going to actually ask, uh, I was going to ask Mike, uh, did you lose a bet or uh, did you owe Dr. Cavill some money for you to come on here? With us and, and act a fool.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. What he says is true, and I'm just filling you out. Y'all been have y'all have me in the background. Uh, now you <laughs> now in the forefront. <laughs> now Dr. Gaville can't turn my mic off, so I can be me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can send a text. <laughs>
1: oh. But Dr. Gavil, we were just getting started, and we we were starting a little little mess. So uh, obviously, Prayer View was in the stealing business. The mm. day before Media Day started, poaching, poaching, and uh, um, and, and,
3: uh, and I, I've been I coming ad referencing, but uh, I would be like this. I was on the search committee, so I sent, I I signed a confidentiality agreement so okay. Um, okay they don't want to get I'm you in trouble doc i can't get you i know everything but i can't say
0: nothing i'm sworn to, i'm sworn to, i'm sworn to play country though
2: no, it, it's all right big mike we know that's why you ain't at me today we know you had to stay back and welcome it, you know welcome the new guest into town we know we know what's up mike
0: <laughs> hey i don't know nothing <laughs> don't know nothing <laughs> um,
3: well, what you do know about you know I will say this: I've told everybody that would listen to me, you know, and I'm not one to like brag on Texas like that because there's some things that mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed that's going on from a political perspective. But I've always told people over the years, there's not a problem with Texas in terms of money. Yeah, that's Financial true. Financial is that's true. not the issue in terms of what we're doing right. What we're yeah. doing wrong, it is not about the financial solvency. And I know mainly today I'm here to share love and spread and talk the gospel of Prairie A&M University, but I feel very comfortable saying that about both of the public institutions in the state of Texas. Prairie View, Texas Southern University, in regards to what they will pay salary in terms of what they will get and can get it will never be an issue in regards to the financial salary of what they can offer to be competitive or literally go get who they want. And we've Uh seen this play out in terms of the historically white institution, Mm -hmm. uh, which I call HWCUs. And I told when I was living in Alabama for a while, and uh, Texas A&M went over there and get the coach Francioni. Obviously, that didn't (laughs) work out. Um, yeah. But I told him when he was in town, I said, they will not let him leave off their J and he wrote the check. And so this is just another case where if they get their eyes on who they want, it's not going to be an issue in regards to the financial ability to write a check.
2: Yeah. And it and, and ain't just the money is one, one huge part of it. But we, if you're talking facilities, I don't think there's a comparison when you look at what Prairie view and and, that's the that institution has versus throughout the SWAC and what these other schools have. I mean, no disrespect to any other schools in the SWAC, but Prairie View yeah. is the standard right now.
3: I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, I give some love to Alabama state. I think it's appropriate in terms of what they are able to do with their facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Prairie View doesn't have to apologize to anybody in terms of being second to none in terms of facility. Uh, once uh, the faucet was turned on and they were allowed to be able to do the things they could do in terms of facility uh, with the support and um, that is a lot associated with the Texas A&M system there's some positive things in terms of their relationship and for some there's some negative things in terms of the relationship but the positive part is the growth of the university on the academic side many people out there that follow HBCUs saw what came out when they had the new engineering building to provide an example Um, and so the resources there that are necessary in regards to that institution is not landlocked which is another privilege that it has in regards to a lot of land uh, that they can do and develop and build and um with the state of texas you know i always bring academics and data to support some of this stuff in the state of Texas, it's my understanding, there's three states. The last report that came out, which is about five years ago, so things could slightly change. But the last report said there were three states that had larger number of students that were college ready than the number of institutions that they could fit and accept in seats. Those mm-hmm. states were New York, California.
0: California.
3: And the last one, as you'd imagine, I bringing this up, in the state of Texas.
0: Yep. And I say all that
3: to say that, for the most part, Texas Southern and Prairie View have had enrollment growth. And you know we brought this on this show before. That has a direct reflection on what you're able to do in regards to being able to finance your athletic department above, below those that are not operating at the, what many of us call the power five level, if you will.
1: Uh Doc, uh, Dave actually took my point. Not just SWAC. When we talk about facilities, HBCU's peers, when it comes to facilities, Prairie View is the standard.
2: Yeah. I mean, Thank that's you. that's 100% facts.
3: Yeah, I think it's just facts. And a lot of FCS programs, I know even some uh, G5 oh. programs administrators oh, yeah. talk about that they really uh, have a mire in regards to what Prairie View has put together.
1: Hmm. Somebody tell Shannon Sharp. Anyway.
0: <laughs> 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 I did actually tweet out there,
3: and um, it was one of the bigger things I tweeted out there yeah. in terms of the facilities, to your point. And
0: yeah. again, yeah.
3: I got to give a shout out to Eddie George, who went on the show and educated mm-hmm. him, and came yep. back yeah. and told him about the facility at Prairie View. Um, so, yeah. Take take one for Shannon Sharp. Yeah,
0: we'll give one to Eddie George for getting him I, I, I I give I give more I give more to Eddie George for, for really educating him. So, yeah. right.
1: Um, I guess we can we can start moving towards a uh, media day, or, or actually, man, y'all, y'all media set, media set up. I saw y'all set up. Y'all here at media day. Yeah. trying to
3: Act like y'all getting towards media. <laughs> day. Y'all, man, y'all y'all started
1: early. I like it. it what what Doc? Nah, listen, we. So we learned from last year. We did learn from last year. And as a matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you how much I learned from last year. I got two bottles of lotion because I saw some pictures and I was ashing my hands on a couple pictures. I bought some lotion. I said they won't have, they won't catch me this year. You, uh, you,
3: this. you, you got you, you forget that what it means to be really streaming uh, on television. What it means to be television ready, as they say.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, and now, look, Mike, I remember Mike, last Mike, year. Mike, a,
3: Mike don't have a problem
0: with that. He always ready. They were just sharing how upset that not all the media guests are here today. Oh, One yeah, in particular yeah. that takes up a large <laughs> corner. Is, I'm not gonna say any names. Those bright lights ain't in
2: there this year, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. exactly.
2: <laughs> you got it. But now, and last year, last year, doc, last year, Doc, last year, Doc, we went from being like dear in the headlights, just looking around, trying to soak everything oh, in. But yeah. this year we, we diving in head first. Like, we know what to do this year We got us a plan. We're going to get there early. We're going to set our stuff up. We're going to be in there. Like, they're they going to have to kick us out this year, Doc. Yeah,
3: I like the way y'all set up. It looks good. Uh, y'all do look ready, taking that next step. And that's what it's about. In terms of what we do is working with each other, uh, collaborating. Uh, at the end of the day, we're trying to showcase HBCU programs in this area a lot. In terms of SWAC, specifically for y'all, you know, obviously Bullseyes on Grambling State and Southern University, uh, beyond what you all do with the great reporting for the state of Louisiana, uh, outside of HBCUs as well, I see you can keep your eyes on y'all getting down and getting it done there. But, yeah, you're right. It's about pushing forward. If you're not getting better,
0: there's something wrong with that pitch. I tell if my you ain't growing,
2: you're done. Thank you.
0: That's right. I, I like that. I tipped my hat as well, fellas. I, I I jumped in. I was like, whoa, let me step back. I'm in the big time now. I'm not there, but I'm in the big time. <laughs> I was like, man. We're like oh, <laughs> Dr. Cabille said, log into this spot. I was like, oh, I see what we're doing. <laughs> no, Just seriously. A something, something. Just a little yeah. something, something. Awesome, fellas. I appreciate it.
2: Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. Let's get, th- let's get down to some ball talk, though, if y'all down for it. Yep, let's get know it. We kind of talk, talked about it a little bit before you came on the show, Big Mike. But uh Prairie View, last year it was decent season, not not as not as uh the end that you would you would expect, I would say, but uh still pretty successful.
0: It. You can say it, you can say losing I'm losing, it, losing,
2: it, losing the valley is, is disappointing. Anytime you lose the valley, I say it, but well, I'm going to I'm I'm
3: share something with you all with the brands, because uh, we can be frank out here on the show. The brands in the SWAC traditionally, pretty much Jackson say Southern, uh, Alcorn, some people might add that. And then obviously with FAMU coming in, those are the bigger brands. So there yeah. are expectations with those brands. But what people don't realize, the fan base may not be as loud in regards to the general public where everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you go down there to Prairie View, it's some fans they will chase the coach out of there, chase administrators out of there. They did it with the last eight, um, and they got big pockets. They talk a lot. They real strategic. They don't necessarily do all the tweeting, and all that kind of stuff. So people don't necessarily talk a lot about it. But man, it, them, them folks was mad last year in terms of Prairie View not getting back to the championship game.
2: It, I mean, yes. they got nobody to blame but Prairie View because it, it was it was it was all That's in right. front of them. It was all think, in front of him, and then, you know, they, they fumbled the ball, so to speak. So let me ask you this, Big Mike. How you take that next step this year and get over that hump?
0: Well, I think, I think a couple of things have happened. Number one, you beef up the offensive line. Number two, Trayvon Conley has made strides. He's made step change in his ability to throw the ball. If you look at any preview game, if he could throw the ball past 10 yards, you're good. Now they they basically ran a three man offense with two running backs and and a quarterback in itself. Mm-hmm. That, but, and it was effective to a point. But you could bring that's a predictive offense, one dimensional. Now they got passes. They got some 6'2, 6'3 big body receivers, offensive line. Now you got Caleb Johnson, that dude from Itabini, Bini, uh Mississippi <laughs> coming over. So now you got him and Ahmad Antoine. And now you got a uh from what we hear, an improved uh uh traison. That's how you take that next step. Plus, you bring a, a defense back. So uh, with some aggressive cornerbacks, but that's how you take that next step. We'll see. You we got a lot of optimism going. We interviewed some folks on the show. We got some setups. There's a lot of optimism, but I'm kind of like, all right, we're gonna see. Let let's see come Labor Day. Let's see come you know Dallas when we got Grambling. Let's see what let's see what really
1: happened. Mm. Um, Prayer view. Somebody asked me today. They said, "Uh, what do you think about Prayer View?" And I thought about it. I, said, I like Prayer View, but I feel like they lost a lot last year. So, Michael, and, and you've already answered getting over that hump. How do you feel those holes,
0: Trent? Uh, looks like Dr. Cavill saying. Uh, go ahead. I'll let Dr. Cavill now. I'll I'll fill in as well. I think they went and got some key transfers, uh,
3: and I think yeah. a lot of folks. We're talking about them losing in terms of the running back uh, position, which is key. Particularly, that was the game that they played. It really ran the ball. But you got Antoine, as Mike said, you got the transfer coming over. I think really what people may not be recognizing is how much they got coming back on the offensive line. And this offensive line has played together for three or four years. And as you know, the offensive line doesn't get a lot of talk, you know, now, when we watch the games and we get to it, that's where we start to cry foul when things don't go right. Uh, but the offensive line is key. And also, it's not that they just got them back, but this offensive line has been playing together for like three years, most of them. Um, and they're much deeper than people realize. So they are like seven, eight deep in regards to players that can rotate and, and play and got game time. So I think that's going to be significant when you look at it, but I I will echo what Mike said in regards to the wide receivers. It's going to be interesting to see all these wide receivers that came in, some of them transfer as juniors uh, from community college like Savage, Shamar Savage, 6'3", 215-pound junior out of Lopac, California, uh, coming out of Mount San Antonio College. He's one to keep your eyes on that has been playing well and people are excited about. And D'Agostino Santel, 6'2", 195-pound junior, also from California, West Hughes, Hills Community College. So those are some of the big-time transfers. And my understanding, they got deep. They just got a Kobe Cavill. Yeah, you recognize that last name. It's my nephew. He's a transfer <laughs> okay. from Monroe, y'all know, over there. And all seriousness, kick returner. he's smaller in stature, but he got his hands. He learned from Kwame Cavill. He played in Texas. His brother played – I mean, his father, uh, my middle brother, uh, Cheo Cavill played wide receiver. So he's a tactician in terms of uh, playing wide receiver. Very uh, good in terms of his route running. Catches with his hands. So he's somebody that will be interesting to see, you know, how far he can take in regards to taking a wide receiver. But I think it goes down to the quarterback play. Um, If Mm -hmm. the quarterback can take the next step, and I've been surprised at how many, how far people thought he fell off. He's not even talked about. And when I say talked about, which I can understand, uh, he left a lot on the table. But people always talk about Texas Southern with a returning quarterback. And they should be. People talk about FAMU and a returning quarterback. Then everybody else says, what about all these other teams in regards to them? What kind of quarterback play would they get? But nobody talks about Prairie View. Uh, In the returning quarterback that's been in the system for two and a half years now. Remember, he played a little time with COVID, played a full season last year. So his maturation, by definition, should be intriguing to see just what that looks like. And so I'm a little surprised that he hasn't gotten more attention in regards to what he may bring back in regards to that. And the other thing, uh, when we talk about it, in the state of Texas, there's some big time high school programs. And he yeah. came from Duncanville. People know about Duncanville. They finally got over the yeah. last year, won the championship, but they've been playing the championship uh for the last couple of years uh against the Houston program out of here that uh, had their number, but he comes from a program uh, that, uh is well pedigree, so he also has that on his side as well.
0: If I may add, and you ask hard. also Obviously. the right the right mixture. You hear Dr. Gaville talk about Juco transfers, but Robert Johnson Jr., 6'3, 205 pounds out of Shadow Creek, powerhouse uh, football team in the state of Texas. Then you got a, a line a linebacker, Javon Jackson out of uh, uh, Katy, Texas. So these are powerhouse. So they got the right mix, I think, this year. I think that's important to state more so than anybody can state we got Juco's, but I think they got the right mix. So in addition to the, all of these six-two, six-three wide receivers that can create space and have hands, they also have a speedy guy. You know i got to represent for the short, the little dudes. I'm a little dude. Big, but I'm a little dude. So <laughs> Brian Jenkins, Jr., uh, out of Daytona Beach, Florida. They're really excited out of him as well. So the right mixture of folks coming to Prairie View. Um, and now you've got targets for Trazon, who's upped his passing game. We'll see. And you'd like to see more than what he bought to the table last year. But to me, that's the biggest change. Who they kept on the offensive line, keep in mind they were number three in the swacking in offense, number 10 in defense. They and they really buffed up that defense with some linebackers as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let's look at your schedule real quick, Big Mike, because you got a you got a rematch with Abilene Christian. And I want to go. I know it's not a sweat conference game, but that was that was a heartbreaker loss last year for y'all. And I think that that kind of took some of the morale out of the team a little bit. They they answered strong after that, but I think the season would have went differently if you pull off that win instead of letting them come back from behind and and get that W. So how do you how do you knock off Abilene Christian this year? Is it is it kind of just doing what you did at the beginning of the game and just Holding on at the end, or do you kind of change the game plan up?
0: No, the, if you saw the game, three-four of that game, I mean, it was, was working. Yeah,
2: yeah, y'all was the winning the whole was game. It's the fourth quarter, that fourth quarter, so man, that
0: fourth quarter, that was more of a mental letdown. So you interview some of the coaches, and they'll talk about playing from quarter to the quarter, from start to finish, and I think that's more so on the mentality going into the game, especially playing the second half. A couple of the games they actually lost in the second half last year. Not only that one, but they lost a couple yeah. of games in the second half, and that's just really discipline. I think that's an element that they've improved and they worked work improve during 2 days more so than they – I don't think that was about talent. I think that oh, was no, – Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think that was just discipline. I think that was and, all yeah, and,
2: yeah, mental. And when, yeah. once they gave up one score, I think that, that kind of doubt started creeping up into their head. You know what I mean? And then the next thing you know, it's avalanche, and you've done giving up 21 points in the court.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you all in regards to the mental toughness. And I think that has to do a lot of first-year coach, the head mm. coach, coordinator, Yep. Uh, in terms of being in the program defensively. So I, I'm intrigued to what is another year in the system about them working together and really knowing each other's, uh, uh, in regards to how they relate to the kids. I think this will be intrigued to see what that looks like this year in regards to having another go at it uh, uh, this time. So I, I I agree in regards that was a tough one. They scored 14 points in that uh, fourth quarter That's that you talked quarter. about. Lost that momentum, um, and so. It's it's going to be intriguing to see what that looks like in terms of getting it done. Having the game at home is going to be interesting in terms of what does that mean? They tend to play better at home, um, not as they did maybe five years ago when they were before the new stadium. Man, they were almost unbeatable at home for a streak there. It's weird to say they got these nice facilities, but I don't know if they got too comfortable with them or everybody else likes coming to play in them too. They've struggled a little more at home than we've seen in the past. (laughs) <laughs> so we'll see what that looks like as well
1: now i i want to bounce real quick to the uh the other the other texas team the,
3: the other thing that happened in that in and in before we get into abilene is um late in that game one of the running backs kind of got hurt that was killing them in terms of good water uh and uh in terms of that matchup late in that game so i thought that kind of hurt helped as well as he was getting off uh, before we move to the next question that you want to get to. Sorry about
1: that. Oh, no problem. Um uh, I, I, Like I said, I want to talk about the other team in Texas. Mike, you talked about that O-line. O-line at Prairie View. O-line, O-line, O-line. That's one of the things that I think held Texas Southern back. Agreed. Last Agreed. year. Yep. How have they gotten
2: better on that O-line? Because I heard it's gotten better, but – Andrew Brady, he needs somebody to block for him. He, he's the second best or the best quarterback in the SWAC, arguably. You know, that's for another debate. But he can only do so much when he's running for his life. So what what are they going to do to be able to protect him this year?
0: Well, they they have uh, two uh, offensive linemen. I, they have looked to be set up. I think one of them, uh, a kid by the name of Okafor out of Houston, Texas, uh, 6'6 kid. They got another kid that's 6'5". Um, I heard they also have some more weapons around him. I think also you talk about him. I think he needed also some weapons and then the coaching scheme that he was hit. If he could remain healthy and have a scheme and have some protection and some weapons, that's saying a lot. But now you've got two or three linemen that I've seen in their recruiting class, including the kid Okafor out of Houston. And now can, now can you pull some receivers? They got a kid, Michael Porter, Wide receiver, from, I think he's out of DeSoto, state champion DeSoto, 6'0", 170. So he's got some weapons now. So in addition to some beefing up on the lineman, I don't know if that will be enough, to be honest, to, to really put them over the hill just yet. You know, that first game will tell everything. That's the litmus test, you know, with them against Prairie View. So I think, to me, I still think they're personally a couple of old linemen, uh, short, of having that team, of really getting over the hump?
3: From my perspective, it's about maturity for Texas Southern University. Um, Hmm. Coach McKinney came in and really went to recruiting high school uh, freshmen. He didn't go for the quick fix. Um, And a lot of times they were talented, but they were young. And they didn't have a lot of depth. I think they built on the depth that they have, which is going to help them. And then you're talking about players that have played with each other, stuck together over the years. So one of the things they need to just have is a little momentum, uh, which I have to be frank. One of the things that concerns me about that is their schedule. Can they get that momentum with this kind of schedule they're playing? But if they can get off the hump and get that first game against Prairie View, that may be enough momentum to get them to think in the opposite direction and saying. This is not TSU again. And you got to believe coming in this year, although things went south, really it was only one quarter after, you know, Mississippi Valley took out Prairie as you know, last year. Texas Southern was rolling in that game against Alabama AM on the road. Mm-hmm. And essentially, you know, ifs and buts, we know all that. But since we're talking football, we can do that here and really look at it. You know, things went left when – Uh, the quarterback, he got hurt, hurt his shoulder uh, in the game, right, Uh, and was out. So I think that's the other question, Mark, for Texas Southern. What is the help? Now, I've had the privilege to see him out there. He's been throwing around and getting done, looking really good in terms of practice. Um, He stayed off of it, did everything he's supposed to in terms of recovering from the injury. But it'd be fascinating to see, you know, what does that look like when the live action gets there? You know, and I don't think anybody can really say what that looks like with any confidence without just throwing it out one way or the other. Uh, but those are the things that I'm looking for Texas Southern is can they get the momentum, get over that hump, and close out a win against Prairie View? Um, a couple of years ago when they were down on the yard of Prairie View, a tough fourth quarter call, just to be frank with you, it went Prairie View's way It's probably the difference than them getting over the hump and getting that game. And so they, they've they had, you know, some tough occurrences of being in the game. Last year, notwithstanding, where Prairie View really took it to them and was able to run all on them, with, you know, just uh, really do all things. But you saw how they recovered off the season. Um, they have a lot of confidence against Southern. They got that done, obviously. But they got to go on the road to Baton Rouge this year. But this is not a team that's going to feel really intimidated about Texas – I mean, playing Southern. So that's going to be unique. Uh, same way with Grambling. Um, and so, in a lot of ways, they'll be fine there, uh, even at, against Alcorn, the big bad <laughs> bully for a lot of <laughs> folks in the West. Um, they've taken care of that. In fact, they've had a better record against the West teams outside of Prairie View than Prairie View has.
0: Yep.
3: Um, so, the conference there, the, the concern I got is they they have FAMU, which I think is just a tough matchup. They got to go to, to in terms of uh, Alabama State, in terms of what that looks like. So they have a tough uh, schedule in terms of what that looks like as I look at it and just kind of go up. You start with Prairie View. Fortunately, that's at home. So they got to find a way to get that game. You got to win that game at home. Then they got Toledo. They play Rice. It's a short Mm -hmm. trip. Um, People watched the Rice-TSU game a couple of years ago. Uh, that, That was a coming out party. They gave Rice everything you wanted for three quarters in terms of answering. Can they play with that level of confidence and play solid in that game if somehow maybe get the uh, upset? You know, it's really going to be something there. Then they got Gramlin. They got to go to Gramlin. So it's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, if they get that, then we know they're real. Uh is going to be hungry. They think that's the opportunity for them to write their season and start off, you know, in terms of the match and Conference. So that's one to keep your eyes on. To really see what that looks like, obviously, at Lincoln, California, you got to believe they're going to get that ready there in terms of in terms of what that's going on. Then they got that long trip to Bethune Cookman. Uh, we don't really know what Bethune Cookman would look like in the first year. That's a long road trip. Can you keep the guys focused? If you get some momentum and get that game going, then you're fine. You can get that out there, but you don't want to follow fall down early in that matchup on the road. Then you got the big bear coming in there. Fam, you. What can you do in terms of that matchup? But look look at this stretch. Look to this stretch. This is going to make Texas Southern season. Yep. Four games in a row. You got Fam, at home. You go on the road to Southern. You go on the road to Jackson State. And then you have Alcorn State mm-hmm. at home. Yeah, that, that's tough right there. That's a tough. So, Roll strength in terms of just the quality <laughs> of teams right. in that matchup. And you got them, like, back to back to back to back. That's a tough schedule for me. It's
0: and let, let, let's look at also data points. Last three or four years, this Texas Southern team, if you look at when Prairie View played them, That team, when they played them at the beginning of the year, if they'd probably played them at the end of the year, would have been a probably arguably different Texas Southern team. So they have demonstrated the ability to approve, but they finished third in the slack in in offense, believe it or not, but they were dead last in defense. They allowed more yards than they were able to get. So now you combine that with number one, the schedule that Dr. Cavill just outlined. Then number two, From a recruiting standpoint, not balanced, and from my perspective, not enough new bullets in the chamber to really, you know, they can mature. Don't get me wrong. The coaching staff is maturing, but not not enough components there to really overcome the talent that you're going to face in that tough road schedule, you know, that Dr. Gaville just laid out. That's my concern. That's that's where the rubber meets the road. I'll Hmm.
3: tell you what, though. They get through
2: that stretch and they three and one. Yeah, buddy. You better watch yeah, out. Nah. Yeah. Let me let me yeah. ask you this, Doc. The, body the two be player of the year doing it like that, he get through that stretch. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But the the two money games you mentioned, Toledo and Rice. Do you uh do you think that where they're located in the schedule, the fact that they're kind of earlier in the season, do you think yes. that helps Texas Southern?
3: Oh, for sure, that's beneficial. Yeah. Think the fact that they're not like just big bad FBS programs, they're solid too. And they they can get you. So um, I've seen some times where Texas Southern over the years has played some FBS programs and they kind of got beaten up. I think they got a little Mm -hmm. depth. I think they play with a confidence and they're playing teams where they can find a way to be just as physical with, if not somehow maybe out physical and out play call them. So I do agree with you. Having them early and who they play in terms of FPS is beneficial to them. Particularly, again, I think it goes down to getting off the season uh, yeah. with the win. That yeah. Labor Day Classic this year, more than what you've seen in the last couple of years, is both for both of these teams. Prairie View wants to feel better about trying to find a way to get back to the SWAC championship game. Uh, and they do not want to lose to a team that they – had their number, let's be frank, over the last couple of years. But Texas Southern's on the other side. They feel the same way. They feel like they let a SWAT championship game appearance get away. Yep. If they can get off the hump and get that game against Prairie View, they're going to feel really good about, see, this is different. This is a different Texas Southern team. They finally got over the hump against Prairie View and now they defeated the other teams in the West. They went 4-1. and In the
2: west, their problem was the teams that played in the east, yeah,
3: yeah. People so, forget that the, the best record in the west was Texas Southern,
0: yeah.
2: yeah and they, it, they
3: beat, I mean, that, it, they
2: beat it. It could happen again this year, That's it could right. happen they again this ground. year. And then, and then you look at their schedule, no. like you just said, they, they could go three and one, four and one against the west, and then lose to the FAMU, Jackson State. You know what I mean, and then turn around and, and undo all that goodwill that they did by, by running through yep. the West.
3: That's correct, that's that is the concern. And then, like I said, you throw in Bethune Cookman, that's a tough and gritty team. They got to do co- coaching there, they're gonna be nobody
2: focused. knows what
3: to they expect. have talent, and you just yeah. don't know a lot about them. Obviously, the time don't on the schedule I think, helps a little bit. don't know, what, to don't see know what's coming
0: from Bethune, yeah, yeah you'll, see, exactly.
3: you'll see a little bit from them. Uh, by the end, so you'll have some game tape in terms of what they do. That helps. But the other thing is, I don't care what any side, I've seen these long road trips. The good thing is, they'll take a plane, they won't take a bus out there. Uh, As I said, financially, that's not really an issue with the Texas schools. They they fly, whether they go to Alabama or they go to Florida, they're going to fly to those games. Um, So that won't be, but just getting your team used to taking these types of trips Trips goes a long way, so it'll be fascinating to see, in terms of that matchup, less about the X's, O's, and competition. Can they show the maturity of a team that's been together for three years now, in terms of those freshmen that came in that were young pups that are fully engaged Tigers now? Can they operate at the maturity that you want to see uh, players that are juniors and seniors?
2: Yeah, that, that trip to Daytona beach, man. Some, some people might be getting that beach flu. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know
3: that.
2: So, so
1: this is what it's been on my mind. The East has kind of, for the last few years, been, you know saying? Oh, this team is going to win East. This team is going to win East. This team is going to win East. Now, but the West is being kind of a hot potato. My, and it's not, I guess it's not necessarily a hot take. I think the West is top to bottom, probably going to be separated by three games at most.
2: That's including UAPB? <laughs> I'm just asking. You said three top, games. To, top, to, top, to, top to the man. almost
0: bottom. Man, How about that? Man, you to you threw me for that one. Yeah, <laughs> you,
2: yeah
3: it's, when you it's, said it's top to bottom, man. Yeah.
0: And Pine Bluff yeah. is. This, now, I agree man, with man, you. Man, all right, we're
3: gonna show you tomorrow when they come up. there. they're gonna be a different team. But I agree with you. <laughs> Listen, I do you. think that there, there, there is a reason, a legitimate reason where you could pick five of the six teams in the West to finish in first. Yes. I think you I can agree. legitimately make the argument for Texas Southern, Prairie View, Ramlin, Alcorn, and Southern to come out of the West. Yeah, so I agree with you. I'm not even sure if it's three. I would say two. Yeah. My prediction coming in is I have a three-way tie. I'm i opening it up, so I'm mm-hmm. going to say something for tomorrow. There but is, I would say I have there. a three-way tie for teams in second place in mm. the SWAC West. Man, it's
2: gonna it's gonna get interesting this year, Doc. It's gonna get interesting, and then that that makes each one of these games that much more important because it, like you say, you every game could be a tiebreaker in a sense. Yep. Because every team that you play could be a team that you that could be knocking out of first place, or that you could be putting in first place if you don't beat them.
0: But you well, know, if you what? think if about it, if, year if fan,
3: loses to Grambling, you have yeah. a three-way yep. tie, and Texas Southern actually had the tiebreaker because how they finished in the conference. And we saw for three quarters it looked like Grambling was going to really make it interest where you
0: would keep yeah. that three way tie. if you're West. a fan, so, yeah. if you're a fan though, this this was playoff football.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Every week, every week every is a week playoff, is playoff game. Essentially. Yep, and that's and that as a fan, what more can you ask for? What more can yeah. you ask for? Every game yeah. meaning something.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: I do think the East is going to be a little deeper. I don't think it's a two-team race in the East, as many people think. I,
2: I can agree with that. I don't either.
3: I can agree with that. Um,
2: I kind of want to move to media day. Okay, go ahead.
1: Kind of swag overall. Um, we, we, we're talking about, you know, the West and, and some people. Well, I don't know if I should give my prediction now or not.
2: Go ahead. Give Might your as prediction. well. I get mine. Um, Go ahead, get yours. My prediction fam, you
1: mm-hmm. at the east, mm-hmm. the winner of Grambling and Alcorn at the west.
2: And Who's the winner gonna be, though?
1: I hadn't got that for yet. Okay,
2: okay. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs>
1: I was about out. You almost almost said something because I, I did see uh, a certain coach. He went wearing his tights today, but I did see a certain coat
2: <laughs> and a Willy walker suit today. I,
1: I just, I, I was like, they look like they can continue. You know, he he went you when know, <laughs> he wearing the tights. You
2: want me to be the one to say it? Because I will say it. I right, don't don't do it. Got, you
0: know, I, I want to hear you say it. Say it. I don't mind. mind. I said
2: Gremlin coming out the west. oh Gremlin Ooh. coming out the west. That's
3: a hot take. I got. That's
2: what I got. I got Gremlin. Alcorn, Southern, Prairie View, Texas Southern, UAPB. That's my standings in the west. Damn.
3: Well, let's ask this part. What is the game differential for those teams?
2: Oh, I think uh Alcorn and Southern, I think they're going to have a tie for tie for second place. Okay. And then I think uh Prairie View and Texas Southern are going to be a game behind them. So I I kind of agree with him. All three of them going to be within like three games of each other. Well, i'll you know, Grambling the number one and then all the way down to fifth fifteen. Yeah, so two games.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Two games. Yeah. Two games. If you had any time, entire- I, guess, I, guess, I guess, now I
1: here, here's here's my hot take on the east side. Okay. Alabama and m finishes either second or third.
2: Mm.
3: I have them I have them finish up there at the top. I agree with you. There are a lot agree. of things that I like about Alabama and M that I think people Uh, because they, I think A&M is still filling people's, how do I want to put it, putting their negative thoughts in regards to how they got beat against Jackson State two years ago. And they didn't kind of bounce back last year. So I think people have kind of wrote Alabama A&M, and if you really look at what took place about Alabama A&M, they finally actually had a defense that played pretty solid for most of the season. They didn't get the offense, but a lot of the offenses just getting didn't very get really good, solid, consistent quarterback play. And if you know anything That's about it, you know, it's hard for me to yeah. believe that he's gonna go two seasons in a row yeah. where he just didn't gets know. really bad quarterback play. If he yep. gets if he gets average quarterback play, and he has that same type of defense, um, they look good. And look at this. You know, I like to look at schedules. They got FAMU at home. They got Jackson in Montgomery, in Mobile, excuse me. Obviously, they have Alabama State in the Magic City Classic. It is what it is. Their toughest game pretty much for me is the road game against Southern. And they had that early. Um, And so in terms of a schedule with some of the teams that are tough, uh, it plays in a favor in terms of who they play and where those games are. So that's another thing that I think, goes in the alabama ain't favor is their schedule and that's one thing that i don't necessarily hear a lot of pundits talk about is they talk about records talent but i think in this conference now uh as expansion is taking place you really need to look at the conference in terms of the schedule you know who are the non-divisional games they play from the other division and then where are those games do you get those games at home or are they on the road uh, and I think that's gonna go a long way as we get into the season uh to see how things shape up in both the West and the East in regards to those eight games. Oh man. I'm gonna give you Mike. a little more homework. I'm gonna give you a little homework.
1: It's not a hot take, that's a line take.
2: He's talking about you and me. Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: me and Mike, man, he must be talking, he see he must be talking about the celebration bowl. <laughs> I yeah. Had no telling <laughs> Mike. Yeah, Mike. The I was,
2: swag swag was talking about somebody.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, that, that's your that's your take, Doctor Cavill? <laughs> oh,
0: I'm saying when I'm asking the question. Oh, when oh you asking
2: going when? To win. Yeah. When is
0: the whenever, swag finally gonna match up really well? In well the I the, say in this. The celebration?
2: Whenever, whenever they start taking the trenches as seriously as the Miak takes the trenches, I think yep. that's why the swag team get that's why they lose all the time because. They don't put the same – we got skill positions in the swag. They got trench play in the MEAC. And it, mm-hmm. it's time – a tale as old as time when it comes down to football is, the game is won in the trenches. Sure. And whenever you got the advantage in the trenches, you got the advantage on the field. And that's been the MEAC so far.
3: Yeah, it's hard to argue against yeah. that. Uh, I've yeah. heard a couple of folks that talked about that. I know Charles always likes to put that out there. Um, I think it's gotten closer over a period of time last couple yeah. of games. And I would I agree. Competitive as the game shows that, but uh, that's fascinating. Then the other folks talk about the time off, I think it's just one of those things you got championship teams playing each other, and I just think MIAG right now just had you know has has the case right now.
2: Well, I think I think that that week off thing can go two different ways because you got the rest, but you also got rust, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah,
3: I agree. I, that's why i, I, I think here.
2: i think that's over i think that's overplayed i think it's it's just a swag fans trying to you know cope that's with fine. the reason and trying to <laughs> yeah trying to justify it in a sense you know what Did i mean we also
0: but, not think that the miak plays with a certain chip on their shoulder rewind three years ago yeah that's true remember yeah, that's true. conference alignment FAMU, you jump over everybody's talking about super conference What's the
2: Miac gonna do? Super conference. Well, let me ask you. This. Let me ask you this, Mike. How much of the Miac playing a stronger out of conference schedule than the Swac? How much does that factor into it? Because they mm. play the Villanovas. They play the. You know what I'm saying. They play the CAA schools. They play some. They get a bigger variety of teams. So therefore, I think they, of, whenever it comes exactly. time for celebration, they they've seen so many different styles that it it ain't nothing that you could throw at them that they
0: haven't seen pretty much. I think that's part of their argument for all along. They've heard this, ooh man, swag super conference, SEC. Now the new HBCU SEC, I think to part of that is the MiAC has always played. We look, we play better out better out of conference teams. We play smash mouth in your face, being in the trench football. There's nobody that can line up. I don't care how much you hype up. You line us up up in the bowl, we're gonna beat them. That's a, that has been their mentality. I, I always well, thought we a little
3: different about it. I I think that is one thing, but like you said earlier, I think maybe that's a little overhyped in terms of the conference. They've only played uh, extended conference over the last two years. That's true. Um, and so it's it's not enough data points to really measure to yeah. see how significant that is. Um, I. And it would be different to me if the MEAC was like like beating down the SWAT in terms of winning 14-21. I mean, the game last year was in overtime. (laughs) It was a coin flip. Anybody could have won that game. It's not like Central just came in and slapped Jack State all over the field. It was a great contest, and they need credit because they won the game, and that's where it counts. Uh, but that game went back and forth. It was a heavyweight knockout fight and really entertaining in regards to just plays going back and forth, both key plays, big plays, answer plays. Um, you know, you had the touchdown drop, which would have mean that maybe the game would have mm-hmm. kept being played if they kick the extra point if he catches it. And we never know how it plays out in terms of both teams have to find a way to continue to execute. Uh, but, yeah. no, nah, I think generally – um, even with the South Carolina State game, that game was close for three quarters. They pulled away, credit to them, a couple of key turnovers as it got away. And even the North Carolina AT matchup uh before COVID. Oh, for three quarters, I, that
0: was a 14. Point I, I, I don't away. I don't know. That's South Carolina State. Uh I, yeah, you, we say it was close, but that was 31-10. I, I mean it so.
3: was I'm saying it was close until the late in the fourth quarter, and they had some turnovers went over. Remember, in the first half, Jackson State had to lead until late in in that game, and then Jackson State made a couple of big plays, big pass plays, and turnovers and spread it out. Yeah. But that game was uh, close and competitive and, uh, until the end of the game was the point I'm trying to make.
0: And then you had about four years of North Carolina A&T. Right, but even those want-
3: games – uh, were close other than the a and game. And that game was a 14-point game and then they scored late to make it 21. Uh, and Alkorn had a had the ball going down to make it a seven-point game. And I think, again, sometimes we get caught up in looking at the end of the score in terms of really watching that whole game. If you right. watch that game, those games were competitive is the point I'm making in regards to that. They were and, and you talk about Central... And Grambling, the grand, Grambling game won. That came down to a a, yeah. a Omega deciding to throw out his hooks, uh, or that would have possibly been an <laughs> overtime. Yeah. You had the all hey, hey. A&T game that people swear, uh, even a t folks now that they won the game, they admit that that was a touchdown play that the referee bungled and missed. They didn't call. And so all these games are close, crucial plays here and there and you give credit for me at to getting it done but i'm just saying really going inside the numbers and watching it these are what i call super bowl type matchups where you have two mm-hmm. championship teams playing each other
0: and one championship team has to win I agree, but it just seems that that championship team that has to win seems to come out of the MEAC, and when you play that kind of ball, I'm not saying they got to win in a dominant fashion, but when you play smash-mouth football, there's certain coaching moves that are made on the field. If you look at it, they end well, up getting – I think it.
3: that's a different argument, Mike. I agree with I think that's a different argument, though. Now yeah. you're talking about coaching. That's yeah. not offensive line play or whatever. That That is coaching – in regards to key plays they make. Now I can't argue one way or the other and I can accept that that maybe you're saying the Miyak has better coaches
0: than the Swag. Hey. I say in that game they were prepared more. I'm gonna call it like I said. So.
2: Well I, I I'll just say this if 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 y'all want the Swag to win a celebration bowl, all you need is Gremlin to go back. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying.
3: Hey, now you you conveniently forgetting that they all won and one now. They won won and lost one. that's true. That's true. That's true. true. But but, but
2: who got the one? But who got the one though? Who got the one though? That's all I'm saying.
3: Oh, barely got it. I did, I'm not saying it. We we, we we we're we not we're not gonna
2: mention the fact that it took an excessive celebration penalty for them to get it. But they got it. That's all that matters. You know what I no, mean? At the end of the there, day, but I'm they got they one. Also,
3: they also turned. Around yeah, I know they lost the year before.
2: They lost the year before. Yeah, we know. But they got to get back the next year. <laughs> <shot. laughs>
3: I like the way he turned that off, real quiet. I, I talk about that.
2: He yeah, about we, know, we know, we know. But it, like it ain't about the first one. It's about the second one. That's all that matters, you know. Yeah, it ain't how you man, start. Was, it's how you that, finish. That
3: was uh on real talk. Though, that was a talented Grambling team. Uh, they had. Oh great. yeah, and,
2: and I um, still, I still say if Kincaid don't get hurt, they beat Arizona that year. Yes.
3: Oh yeah, no yeah. doubt. I agree with you fully. I watched that game. As it went down there. I was like, Oh, they finna get these boys right here. I yep. said, They're gonna cost. They, and guys they the almost ball. had
2: them, they almost had them, even with even with Kincaid being hurt. They almost still have them.
3: Yep, they're right there. Now, he don't get hurt in they the spirit of that. I'm in the spirit of that,
2: okay. What
1: game F, with with uh HBCU FBS, what game do we see possibly
2: see? HBCU, take it. Ooh. The Rice, the
0: Rice, Texas Southern.
2: That's guys. what I was thinking. Yeah, that's the one I was
0: thinking. I was because Prairie View nearly beat Rice several years ago. <laughs> but well, I said, I right. Southern, Southern had them a couple of years ago. Southern had them. Uh, yeah, that's right. Southern had them. No, I said Texas Southern. Uh, no, yeah, Texas, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm gonna if throw it it this out it, there just simply. Because, that I'm gonna throw this one out there just simply because of recent turmoil. Howard Northwestern.
2: Ooh. With all, Ooh. I mean,
1: considering Northwestern's been struggling. Now they're down a coach.
2: Yeah, they down a lot. Quarterback
1: and several players are transferring. You got the quarterback suing in school.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hey, I gotta, I gotta, because I did it that, on radio. That's
3: an interesting one. I like
2: that. Josh Joshua Sims Senior. Joshua. He done, he oh. done talked me into it, man. And because I, I, done, I done said it either. I'm going to look like a fool or I'm going to look like a genius. And at this point, I, I just got to stand by it. So, no Carolina Central over UCLA, man. UCLA probably starting a freshman quarterback. Oh,
0: come on, come on, come on no, man. a long trip. I know that's, that's,
2: that's a long trip. That's a long I trip.
0: I know it's a across. long
2: trip. I know it is. I know it is. But. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua but, got
0: you on something. That, that Carolina moonshot. You didn't get it oh, fast, fast, fast no. you, you not didn't get it I I hey,
2: want some of that. It's all good. It's all good. But I will say this though. I will say this though. I I agree with you on the on the TSU one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Rice got this transfer quarterback, JT Daniels, or whatever it is. He done been in college for eight thousand years, seems like. But <laughs> he uh, I don't. I'm not sold on him, man. He hadn't played. He hadn't played in like three years. Where he's been. So I don't. I think the rust it's going to affect them. And I think TSU is going to have a chance to match them score for score. And when <sighs> it gets late in that game, all the pressure is going to be on Rice. And we talked about it earlier with the with the Abilene game, kind of, you know, having a lead, but all the pressure being on you at that point, yep. all the pressure is on is going to be on Rice if, if, t- if TSU has a lead. You know, so I feel like if TSU is able to keep it close late in that game, I think you're gonna see Rice start to make some of the mental mistakes that we talked about prayer of making against Abilene.
3: That's certainly the recipe. Yeah. I agree with that. That's the recipe. I agree. Yeah.
1: That's the recipe. Well, I don't want to do this. We gotta get ready to wrap it up because we got we got a big day tomorrow. Uh Mike got to go back in my red carpet. Uh, <laughs>
0: Man,
1: I told you not carpet. to tell nobody that. I, I didn't say for what, but he got a, I'll just say, he got a vacuum of red carpet and cut up some confetti. So <laughs> we can go ahead and let Mike get up out of here. Uh, but before we go, uh, Dr. Cavill, Mike, you know, so y'all know how we we, we do, uh, give y'all a chance to, to, you know, talk about your show and everything and, and tell everybody where they can find you.
0: All right. I guess I guess I guess I can start off 1876, sports and culture. Joe Clay, big owl, big Roland, Shanetta Haskell, only the third female drum major in purview history, and myself, Big Mac, debuting August 27th, coming long, coming coming long, coming strong, coming live at you, baby, with all the sports and culture that you want to hear with and AM Sports each day, every day. So check us out at 1876 and eight at 1876 Sports and Culture. So check us out.
1: All right. Thank you, Mike. Dr. Ville.
3: Hopefully uh, everybody knows, but certainly would love to see some more people that don't know come and check us out Tuesday and Thursday Uh with my counterpart there, Mike. You just heard from him what he does in terms of spinoff, but he joins us when he's not working in terms of taking his traveling trips we he's like Santiago we always trying to figure now out see how he said it.
0: that he's like not working you see how he do me, you see how he do me?
3: <laughs> hey man I'm just <laughs> saying I'm just saying and then you have Charles Bishop uh as you know always bringing in there so check us out on Tuesday and Thursday that's six to seven central time um uh, and then during the football season We'll start off uh, the week before the Miax Wack Challenge. Uh, that Sunday we go at 9 a.m., so check us out. Uh, before you head to church, you can get your HBCU sports news, and we cover and talk about what happened uh, that Saturday in regards to the week.
2: All right. That was good. Everybody want to talk about this wide receiver.
3: What are we
1: talking about?
2: Craig Hall has been trying to talk oh, about JJ. Oh. Who is JJ for TSU? Can y'all tell us about him before we go real quick?
0: No. Anybody know think. who it is?
2: It's supposedly is somebody that's returning from injury last year.
1: Oh, Miss not- Body said uh she pointed up uh pointed out earlier as well. Uh said uh, their number one wide receiver, uh Jyron Johnson. Jyron Johnson, Jiren Johnson, Jiren Johnson. Uh, he's coming back from uh injury. Well, so
2: oh I guess I guess that's one of yeah. their playmakers for TSU you, that we need to keep you, our eye. Yeah,
0: you told me he's a tight end. That's why you said you well, I, okay, was tight right? end. Okay, okay. Yeah. I Sorry you. about that.
3: <laughs> yeah, six four tight <laughs> oh, end. Oh no, it's good. Pounds. Sophomore. Yeah. Um he was a relief valve that yeah. was really good for body in terms of when he got trouble, and He would make big plays. Yeah, he was a dumb Even yeah. though he played tight end in a lot of ways, he can play as wide receiver. That's probably what through yep. you off there. I got you. Um, that he's good. The to safe to blanket. Foot. Yeah, good safe Yeah. Blanket. So, yeah, if he's healed up and he's ready to come back, he will be a great addition in terms of opening up that field and being able to uh, uh, make plays, another playmaker, if you would, uh, in terms
0: yeah. of Texas Southern University. Absolutely. Yep. They should move him. Appreciate to Good
2: stuff, fellas. <laughs> um, <laughs> appreciate hey, it, fellas. Good stuff as always.
3: Time he out of Louisiana,
0: yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Out of y'all state. Okay, I heard that name yeah. before.
0: Yeah, uh, appreciate
2: yeah. y'all joining us. Appreciate y'all in the chat for tuning in. It was kind of calm in the
0: chat tonight. No, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. No, I, not pre- the chat I, I appreciate y'all to- for having us, man. I really do. Uh That I don't oh, know no y'all. Problem. Y'all saw Doctor Cavill tell you about you know his little nephew that's playing. You know, he said he's cavil, thought, it's Cavill. Re- it's really Cavill. That's the athletic side I, You know what? I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that, of It's a kid Cavill. I, was, I, I, I done this <laughs> man for 30 years. I have been in his They get into the fights over who Cavill and who's Cavill. He's a Cavill. I, you know so, what? I, so I, the, I, the, I was going to
1: ask the, that question, and, I, and it slipped my mind. I was going to ask. <laughs>
2: So the is Cavill, he a
1: caval or Cavill? So the cavals are the
2: athletes, and the cavils are the scholars. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yes, he, he won't say it, but I'll
3: say it. He, he is both a scholar and an athlete. He is a cavil. He comes from his side, so, my brother's side. So he he's a cavil or, or a caval. however you want to say? Cavil that comes from that other side over there. Yeah, they like to. Yeah, you got to watch them <laughs> folks over there. Oh man. Oh, God. oh man. But then seriously, you know, we do the Big Ben Calvo Award, Senior HBCU Player of the Year Award, and it's named the <laughs> Ben uh, Calvo, our cousin, that played at OU, but his dad played at Prairie View with the Championship Prairie View teams in the 60s. Um, but his dad played at Wiley College in 1925. He was a two-time All-American, Pittsburgh Courier, uh, first team one time, second team the other time, Uh four to five years. This is when they were still playing for five years and actually changed the rule after his fifth year and got tired of playing against him. Um, but he won four championships during the heyday while at college and won a black college national championship as well.
2: That's what's up. That's what's up. That's history right there.
0: Yep.
2: All right.
1: All right. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Thank y'all so much. We look forward to uh, giving y'all the latest and greatest from, from, Media Day tomorrow. We'll be back on Thursday. Yes,
2: sir. Thursday.
1: Actually, uh, scheduled, we'll be talking to Lane's AD, Mr. Derek Burroughs, on Thursday. So, look That's forward nice. to that. Dude, nice.
0: Dude, nice. All right. Nice. nice. Now,
1: with that, we are out. This show was presented by BetOnline.ag.
2: Bring me my money. <laughs> back.